Hello and welcome to New Mediator. I'm Dave Lamort. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about my artist talk and I'm going to talk about a show I went at the 19, Gallery 1988 um, pop-up show at the 69 Gallery in New York City for the 30th anniversary of the Ghostbusters movie. Um, I guess we'll start with the Ghostbusters show. I was super excited to find out that Gallery 1988 was doing another pop-up show. I actually went to their last show. I don't really... um, Crazy for... It was a launch of their Crazy for Cult 2 book, their second book, which I bought. Um, It was more of a... It was a group show as well. Uh, This show was all themed based on the Ghostbusters movie. Now, if you don't aren't familiar with the Ghostbusters movie, it's basically four guys who have uh, special backpacks that allow them to capture spirits that are haunting New York City, and they can have a special place where they can contain them called a containment unit. I don't really want to explain it to you anymore because revealing how much I know about Ghostbusters and the show will make me um, reveal things about myself. I'm just really not ready to share. Um, What else? Uh, Oh, so the line to get into this, it was absurd. Um, I get to Leonard Street. I park nearby and I walk over. I'm like, oh, wow, the line's really long. And so I walk to the back of the line and I get there and there's a uh, pleasant young man. I'm going to say young man because, you know, whatever. He was a little younger than I was, but uh, I don't really want to describe anybody because, you know, looks aren't as, whatever. I don't, I don't, it doesn't really matter. He informs me that this is actually not the end of the line. This is the end of the first line. And I said, oh, really? And I said to him, you know, that's confusing, right? Because that's not clear at all. He goes, yeah, that's why I'm here. So he sends me to the annex line. It turns out there was a restaurant owner around the corner from the 69 Leonard Street, the 69 Gallery, that was not happy with the people standing in front of his restaurant. So they made a second little subline, And so I was like 20th in this line. And the other line was basically a whole block long as well. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I kind of thought in my head, oh, all right, it is... Now it's like 7.30. At 8.45, I'm going to go home. Um, because that's a long, long time to wait to go into a free art show. That, And also, the openings of art shows are often the worst time to go and see the artwork. But um, 8.45 hit. I was still in line. But enough of the, basically the other line had basically dissolved, so I kind of felt like, oh, I would be in in a few minutes, so I stayed. I persevered. Um, but I have to say this, as much as, like, I was really not happy about waiting in such a huge jagunga, because um, I'm trying not to curse, because the first version of this, I, I, I dropped a couple colorful words, and that's not the kind of picture I want to paint of myself. I was very upset However, um, everyone was super nice. I mean, everyone in line was nice, but especially the people who are working for the gallery. I don't know if they're temporary people or what, but they were super great. Everyone was really understanding, and they realized how long the line was. Um, and also, I, I kind of felt like oh, this is a super popular event. So, 
this kind of stuff could not be helped. So I, I kind of just swallowed my anger and realized what it was. Uh, me just being frustrated. Also, kind of had to go to the bathroom. Probably didn't help. Uh, didn't help that as well. But whatever. Um, so I go in and the work is really good. You walk in and the first thing you see is a giant Slimer sculpture coming out of a containment unit. And if you've seen the movies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, basically, uh, Slimer is like the comic relief of the movie. And he's also one of like, my favorite character from the uh, cartoon, which is what I really kind of grew up on. But um, I was so happy to see it because I guess it was done in like foam rubber, uh, you know, like foam and then covered with latex foam. Not totally sure how it was done. Not totally sure if that piece was for sale. But it was really great. A lot of people were taking photos with it. Also, a lot of nerds wearing proton packs. A lot of nerds. Like 12 nerds. What is a proton pack? Well, there's this um, thing that the Ghostbusters use in the movie to bust the ghost, i.e. capture them and whatever. And there was like a whole troop of these people dressed up in the tan jumpsuits with like movie accurate patches all over it and these movie accurate looking proton packs that had lights that moved um, and basically like it's like this heavy metal equipment like this heavy metal backpack that um, they wore throughout the entire movie and I'm just sitting there going like wow this you know I kind of felt like those people should not have had to wait in line because they're <laughs> obviously they're crazy about this movie I was going to say crazy yeah, crazy comma and crazy about the movie um, but yeah, it was really impressive to see. The artwork, though, is really what we should be talking about, but the proton packs were kind of dope. Um, the artwork was really great. Um, a lot of original work, but um, mostly the original work was mostly done um, some watercolor, a lot of uh, oil paint, whatever. That stuff, that stuff is obviously less affordable, and that's what Gallery 1988 is kind of known for. It's... Um, affordable pop culture art. Um, so usually the stuff's like maybe a hundred dollars. Uh, however, the original stuff, because it's done painstakingly by, you know, a artist who is really knows their stuff. Um, that stuff's gorgeous, lush and gorgeous. The colors are perfect. That's the thing the actual artist actually painted on. Of course, you know, spending $1,500 on that is actually in my mind, kind of a bargain. Also, um, the kind of people who buy art normally in New York, that's a fairly decent price for something from a, you know, a emerging or mid-career artist. $1,500 for a painting, not too bad. Um, and these are really talented artists. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say that sometimes Gallery 1988 stuff kind of verges on the illustration end of things rather than the fine art end of things. But um, I think for what they do, like considering a lot of this stuff is going to end up being prints, it makes sense that you'd have someone who does illustration because they understand what needs to get done. You need someone who can really do the rendering well. Um, yeah, I, I, it makes a lot of sense. That's kind of the style. Also, illustrators are often the kinds of people who are more interested in pop culture art and need to know about that stuff rather than a fine artist who kind of just sit in their studio and paint what goes off and on inside their own skulls. Um, like what I do, because 
I can afford to be myopic. Um, anyway, a uh, lot of amazing stuff. A lot of, not as many sculptures as I would have liked, except for the giant Slimer. Also, I guarantee just because the space was really small. Like, the whole gallery was like the size of my family room. So, it didn't surprise me that there wasn't a ton. Excuse me. That there wasn't a ton of um, sculpture. Uh, I will say one thing about my car. It does not keep the noise out very well. If you hear any clicking, it's me thinking that one of my windows is open a little bit. And it's not. They're not open at all. It's just you hear everything in the Subaru. But whatever. Let's keep moving on. Um, I actually almost bought some stuff. There was these Dan Goodswell. These small watercolors. It was basically like... Slimer, the teacher, uh, the uh, comic relief character. There was one of Slimer as Totoro, and I thought to myself, like, my kids would love that, even though they have no idea what Ghostbusters is, because they're like one and three, and my child cried during many parts of Poco, uh, uh, Ponyo. <laughs> you know, my kids are sensitive. Um, even for kids their age, they're pretty sensitive. But um, I, I can't be judgmental. I cried. I cried during ET. So like, I know where they get it from. But uh, so like, Ghostbusters totally is not on their radar yet. Um, so I decided not to get that. Also, my number was one thirty-two. So um, it seemed kind of crazy to um, to wait all that long, especially because you know I've been waiting for a while. I wanted to okay all my artwork with my wife. I, I don't know how you do it, but, um, like, I'm real particular about the kinds of stuff in my house. Um, I mean, a lot of it was hand-me-downs from, well, hand-me-downs. It's like, you know, it was family, uh, family furniture stuff from my grandmother, my parents, my wife's grandmother, her mother. A lot of this stuff was stuff that they, that we liked and they wanted to, uh, give to us when we got married a lot of the paintings we bought together because we were just trying to fill our walls in our old apartment um, I have some of my own artwork up but um, we kind of have specific rules in my house about um, the kind of art we hang up um, I don't know about you but my wife does not really like things with a lot of faces and also especially because a lot of my work tends to be kind of on the slightly vaguely offensive and weird and creepy kind of thing. I, I guess my wife doesn't really want like the eyes of my bizarre creatures following her around the house. I get that. That's not a problem. Um, but also I'm like really behind on framing all the stuff she really wants me to hang. Whole separate podcast. Um, so I didn't want to buy anything without okaying it with her. I think maybe next time they have a gallery show I'm going to just drop a few dollars and uh, apologize later. Um, but yeah, the work was really great. There's a lot of really fun work, some original stuff that I was surprised how cheap it was. Um, and that's kind of their deal at gallery 1988, affordable artwork, which I can totally get behind because I feel like, um, from your average person buying, um, art is not something they do, especially when you can go to target and you can buy an ugly print that was printed on a, you know, sprayed onto a piece of canvas, you know, printed on canvas by a computer and not very well. And it's made to look old and people hang it out. Look, whatever. I have family who do that. I have a lot of that garbage art. I saw that garbage art on my own walls. Um, 
So it's hard to convince people to buy original artwork, especially if it can be a little bit expensive. But I guess in some ways, you know, Jensen Karp and his co-owner of the gallery, I can't remember her name now, um, uh, you know, the I, I kind of feel like they're doing important work by kind of getting their foot in the door and um, getting... Um, getting people used to buying art and valuing art and valuing stuff that's made by people. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's great. And, I, you know, maybe one day I'll be in one of their shows. Who knows? Uh, I don't know if my work is their taste. But whatever. A boy can dream. Uh, what else? Yeah, I even bumped into two people from the Chris Gethard show, which totally um, blew my mind. I actually don't know their last names, but Julia is uh, often the one who leads a song. She's like a She's like one of, if you ever watch a Chris Gethard show, it gets kind of nutty, but it's basically like a lot of, um, a lot of audience participation. And sometimes those audience members become integral parts of the show. And Julia and Random Orlando were two of those people who started out as, um, early on enthusiasts, people who'd go to the shows all the time, who eventually were put on the show and had roles Actually, Random Orlando, when I went for my time at the Chris Gethard show, um, they uh, he was one of the uh, audience coordinators. So he was one of the people who who basically is the handler for the audience before the show starts, when the one sets up. Um, and so it was really, it was you know, I introduced myself. I said, oh, I'm fans of the Chris Gethard show. I like what you guys do. You guys are very fun, even though you're not often on there as much as I would like. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I... I want to say I kissed butt, but I didn't like genuinely because I genuinely really like, um, I genuinely really like the show a lot. But, um, yeah, so that was basically, um, that I eventually left the show a little bit early without buying anything because I didn't want to, like I said, buy anything without wifey's approval. Um, cause look, she's every pillow in that house was picked with my approval. Even our bookshelves, like everything is picked with both of us kind of, you know, unless it's a gift from someone else, we basically, um, we basically approve everything together. So I I just felt like I, I, you know, went behind her back, like, you know, and it wasn't something she really was drawn to would be an issue. Especially when I'm dropping money on something she may not like. Uh, but whatever. Um, what else is happening? Oh, um, Junebug Arts is happening in Metuchen. And uh, I may, I've applied. I don't know if I'm going to be part of it. I would assume I would, but who knows. Uh, basically, every Friday in June in Metuchen, all over the place, artists are going to be hawking their wares. Different uh, other people are going to have booths. It's basically like a, a month-long art fair every Friday. I'm going to be, I'm hopefully going to be part of it. And if I'm not accepted as an artist, I'm definitely going to volunteer because I, I like it. I like going to it. Um, and it's a great thing. And a lot of times you do an art fair, costs a lot of money. It's one day, blah, blah, blah. But this is like a kind of, it's more community than, than cash money. But I'm really excited. I guess most importantly, and, and it's going to happen even before, I guess, the Junebug art fair will happen because it's going to be June 1st. I'm going to be doing an artist talk at the old Franklin Schoolhouse in um, in Metuchen at the tra- for the Transformations Gallery. Um, I was I, I'm part of their group show that's going on right now until the end of June. And um, 
the 1st of June on a Sunday, I think from 3 to 5, but I'll let you know if that changes. I'm going to be talking about my artwork. I'm doing what's basically they call an open... I think they, what do they call it? They called it an artist talk when we talked about it. Um, I don't really know the format. I assume they want me to talk about my work and my process and answer questions. I don't really know how long I could do that about one piece of artwork. But um, but I don't know. I, I'm gonna basically going to do whatever the curators tell me to do. Um, what else? Um, oh, so, but I will be there from like 3 to 5 talking about my work. I may be doing a demonstration. I may be trying to sell other works. I may put other stuff up. Not on the walls, but maybe they'll, they'll have me set up an easel or spread things out. I, I already have a book, a big portfolio of... Um, excuse me. Um, I'm trying to close the windows again. They're all closed. Oh, why does the car sound like this? I would di- try and dampen the windows, but I would probably block something. I uh, wouldn't be able to see out there. Um, so I'm not totally sure what's going to happen. But it'll be fun, and uh, I'll give you more details. Um, I'm going to bring other work with me, maybe try and sell some of that work as well. Um, if you haven't seen it, I, I uh, submitted a Tilly piece. Um, basically, it's one of my Tillys where you open it up, and it shows the musculature. You open it up again, and it shows the skeleton, and I'm really proud of that piece. And, um, oh, and I dropped my GPS slash phone. Sorry. Um, yeah, and I'm excited. Um, I've never really done an artist talk like this before. A lot of times when I've talked about my work, um, you know, when I've done artist, quote-unquote, artist talk, um, it's been more like a, um, I show slides of my work, um, so I don't really know, I don't totally know exactly what's expected, but of course, like, you know, Transformations Gallery is run by volunteers. Um, the budget is basically just for the running of it. They don't actually make any money. So I'm going to be very generous to these generous women who have generously been generous to me and uh, donated their time. I'm going to just be as cool as possible. Um, also, because you know, the Touch of Art World is so small, um, I know I'm going to end up working with them, and they're cool people. So, um, and I'm flattered I'm even part of the show, so whatever. Uh, so I will bend over backwards, do jump through hoops, whatever. Um, and I'll tell you about that more. I, I may record it. I may not. I don't totally know the deal. Uh, in the past when I've done stuff like this, I've, I've videotaped it. But we'll see what happens. Um, and that's basically all I have right now. I'll, uh, I'll send you links to everything. The uh, Gallery 1988 show. The, um, what was it? Um. The Junebug Arts Fair, my talk, upcoming talk, at the end of uh, the beginning of June, end of May, uh, at the uh, Old Franklin Schoolhouse for the uh, Transformations Gallery, and that's basically it. You can follow me on Twitter uh, at David Lamort. You can follow me on Instagram at David Lamort. Um, DavidLamort.com. That's probably the best place to reach me. Or you can go over to newmediator.org and leave a comment. Uh, I would love to hear from you. And that's basically it. Thanks a lot. Please stay subscribed.